Welcome to the My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast presents yours truly featuring Kurt Metzger and Ricky Verandez on AM Wake Up with Steve Poikinen and Pasta. This was a really fun time. I had the honor of being invited onto AM Wake Up and uh, of course the great Kurt Metzger was there a comedian who I've been a fan of for a long time, far longer than I've been even listening to podcasts. So, uh, big one for me, and uh, yeah, enjoy the audio. Unfortunately, a little weird. Uh, it sounds like a tin can, uh, and I really tried my best to edit around that, and I couldn't, hence this uh, little disclaimer here. So, it's a great conversation regardless, so enjoy yours truly on am wake up with steve poikinen and pasta you can find that monday through friday on rumble and of course rockfin go over to rockfin and tune in uh, in the morning from 7 a.m to 10 a.m pacific time without further ado here is am wake up Hey, what's up? 
What's happening, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, wherever you are, wherever you're hanging out. Is your AM wake up? That's pasta. Um, Hunter is bundled up on the couch, but you may hear her from time to time. Uh, uh, especially like latent giggle bleeding into a microphone, perhaps. Um, we'll we'll see if we'll see if we can't get her to to chime in every once in a while. I'm Steve. We have a heck of a show for you this morning. Uh, Doctor Henry Ely will be back on the program shortly. Doctor H. Shortly, mm-hmm. seven thirty. When seven fifteen ish. Seven fifteen ish. All right. He's pretty punctual. Right. So yeah, yeah. He's usually fired up. Mm-hmm. So always a good conversation. We're going to be joined by an actual Nephilim uh, what? at some point. A who? Um, uh, the, a giant, like yeah. The the requires <laughs> me. Is that um, is that what you're calling him? Uh, the, I mean it. Nephilim. A ho- hard to a hard to find a different phrase word. I don't know. Mark Steves uh, from my family thinks I'm crazy, and uh, uh, the extended tinfoil hat universe. All that kind of stuff will be on to be the tallest person on the show today. And then uh, being the second tallest person around for the first time in a while, I would imagine Kurt Metzger mm-hmm. uh, back, back. Steve's on is taller than Metzger. Uh, yes. By by lots. Really? Yeah. By like a head and a half. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Big fella. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's why on the thumbnail, like he's, you know, so it's not the artwork the bottom of it gotcha. and, yeah the, he really is look at those legs man look at those legs those are unnaturally so would my head hit like right where the bottom of his arm is where his elbow's at is that I how mean, tall he is i he's yeah got maybe close to a foot if not a little bit more uh yeah yeah gotcha yeah and kurt's pretty tall kurt's like six four yeah yeah We'll get to the giant here in a little bit too. He he woke up on the East Coast as well. Um, host can't get right and and writer on a bunch of other really 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 funny stuff. Kurt Metzger back on the show. How you hey, doing? Man, is my audio working? Can you hear me? Your okay. Audio, you sound like you're in a tin can in the ocean. Yeah. Hi, um. I'm trying to fix it. Fix it. Automatically adjust volume. Does that work? Um. Maybe. Is it coming through the headphones? I mean, I where... gotta, yeah, I'm using this headphones. Yeah, there, there is a part where you can go to settings and make sure that your speaker and the audio oh, is off. It's under audio. You got to line yeah, them no, up. I'm in audio. Okay. Cool. Default. Oh, extract file. Oh, sorry. See? That's... See? There you go. There you go. Now you're gone completely. Oh, why is it recognizing? Now here it is. Does it sound better or worse? It's a, it's well, well, it's doable. It is. There's a little, there's a little hiss on the back end when you're not talking, but you know. Yeah, it's all right. We can hear the the AC, the California AC running. All right. What's going right. on, buddy? Oh my God, what a fucking morning. Okay, <laughs> what's happening? What's with you guys? <laughs> you got hey, your coffee you? going? Oh uh, yeah, but yeah. There was a whole bunch of incidents since I've woken up. Somebody told me the other day, Kurt, such a great compliment. By the way, too, as well, Jackman Brothers want to come on your show anytime you want to have them. Those are the guys that do the imitations. Oh, yeah. Who, who are they? Uh, wait, Mike he was doing Mike someone, Mike. he told me, or he thought his brother does them. 
So uh, yeah, that was uh, twin brothers. Rand Paul, he does amazingly. Alex Jones, he does a great one. They've oh, done- Alex Jones. And then what else did he do again? He did one that I was like, oh, Trump. He, he does a no, bang on Trump. Trump. I mean, I know he does Trump. I mean, but what he did one that was like really weird that I liked. Maybe it's Alex Jones. I don't know. He did Rand Paul, I think, when you were on. Yeah. Um, and there was a, I can't remember what else he, he, he does a really good Biden. At any rate, I'll, I'll get yeah. you there. Uh, he's willing to shave the, the beard. He says, and, and dress like doing Alex Jones. Doing oh, his- that's what it was. I want to yes. Well, yeah, he'll, yeah. yeah. He said he'd shave for you. Kurt. Metzger. He said for Kurt Metzger, I'd shave, man. Yeah. They, there's another guy, uh, somebody who watches the show, friend of the show was talking about, I can't remember what the name of your show was a couple years ago. Um, uh, Name me some of the shows you've done that you own. How many years ago? Let's say in the last five years. Uh, Like shows that were on TV? Podcasts, maybe. Or Uh, uh, the last like thing where I was getting Writers Guild (laughs) credit was uh, Who Is America with Sasha Van Kaufman. Before that was um, Horace and Pete, Amy Show. Was it like a foreign agent show or something, or, for, or something like that? I can't remember a what it was. Foreign agent show? Something weird. I can't remember the name of it. But anyways, I don't know. He, I, he was talking about the show. He says he goes like, "Dude," he says it was like discovering a unicorn and nobody cares. When he um, when he found your show, he's like he couldn't understand. Like this is amazing you on know? YouTube. I don't know where it was, but he was talking about it. It was just a show when he first, you know, he said he he, he discovered Kurt Metzger. Before you were even on Jimmy, and you know, before you even knew him, I can't remember the show, but he did tell me about it. But that was the comment. He's like, it was like discovering a unicorn, but nobody cared. Um, I now I'm like racking my brain to know what this unicorn you show. Just gave him anxiety. I didn't want it. It's gave me a lot of anxiety. I'm trying to give you a fucking compliment here, bro. And now he's gonna. Be I've already had a very okay. difficult morning stool, and now this. Sorry. <laughs> Shit. I'll, I'll take it. Gotta get more fiber. <laughs> what are you doing for that fiber? I don't know. Probably, uh, you know, the orange shit. Nice. Um, Metamucil, probably. Metamucil? So I want to. What we do when we get over 50. I really want to play the the Patrick Bet David uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson clip. Oh, now I saw. I started. I saw part of that. But I'll tell you why I didn't watch the whole thing because I was already getting annoyed at Neil deGrasse Tyson. And also, I wish somebody better than Patrick Bet David, nothing against Patrick Bet David, but I wish someone better was talking to Neil deGrasse in that moment while Neil deGrasse was saying his stupid. People were like, well, I'm in science and I think that. <laughs> like, Neil, all you sh- I know you know how business works, Neil. <laughs> like, yeah. All right, we'll play it, and then I'll, I'll yeah. do. Uh, you know, he said in one of these, and he will, he will say, there's all these review boards and these things going on. Like, I've listened to one of them in the morning, like when they were going through the the FDA uh, was going to get approval for the vaccine moving forward, where they discussed all the data from the original strain before they made a decision on approving the vaccine moving forward for Delta. They didn't even oh. talk about the Delta fucking... Okay, you just reminded me what is that set me off about Neil's fucking thing because he goes, he goes, what do you? They didn't. Patrick, but David's like they didn't test it on humans or some stupid reduction of what happened. And Neil Grass Tyson was like, well, they 
how many trials you have to have. So, how about this, Neil? Can we see the data from the trials, or are those all redacted uh, proprietary things? Yeah, you gotta you gotta sue for it. Well, let's and the peer review it. doesn't get to look at it. That's my favorite part. The peer review that you're supposed to have in science that Neil knows about. Yeah, they don't get to see the data. They get to see an internal Which, review of the data by the pharmaceutical yeah. company. It's a completely and, captured fucking system, and he knows that. Well, it turns out that the police investigated the police. The police concluded the police did nothing wrong. Yeah. yeah. Well, he just yeah, goes I, to the confirmation I, bias part of it. So, I said you know. the same fucking thing. Because a, a while ago, I was on Kumia. He said something to me about, well, the police did an internal review and found that there wasn't a problem. Yeah. <laughs> and that's exactly what I got reminded of, dude, what you just said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's investigate ourselves. We uh, found nothing wrong. Well, let's listen to uh, to. I saw somebody in the chat throw a Fauci jab at, at NDT, saying, "I am the Cosmos." Let's listen to to Mr. Cosmos <laughs> here, uh, real quick under interrogation from Patrick Bet David. Yeah. Well, your own body, your body. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force. If, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force me to get it's it's not about you. It's, it's about, about people you interact with, and that's the social contract of public we health. Don't, we, we don't, don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time. Yes, that's what the trials are, dude. That's why you try. Are, are you missing data? But, but let me ask you a question. Are we saying only one type of scientists are right? No, we're saying that the system in place, the 16,000 that signed up. No, no, no. The, the system in place to test vaccines, yeah. there's an entire system that's in place that that with review boards and all of this yeah, yeah, that's in place now you can say you can what you can say is i i have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the cdc i have a better idea here's what you should do and that would have made everything better okay they did that you can put forth that idea but what i'm saying is in a case where you can contaminate someone else it's not they fucking did that, Neil deGrasse Tyson. It was called the Great Barrington Declaration. 16, 17,000 doctors signed on to it, and they all got vilified. Yeah, we, we had, was that Jay Bhattacharya? Yeah, Bonichar? we had, him, we had yeah. him on. We talked to him. And that guy, by the way, is a, wants to be a believer in the system, much like Neil deGrasse Tyson, and just got a rude awakening and suddenly became a fringe, yeah. a fringe epidemiologist out of nowhere. Yeah. Because he went again. Neil deGrasse Tyson go, there's like a system. You hear how vague he said that? So you yes. know that Neil has not really looked into it and probably because he's a smart guy, made extra sure not to look into it. He did, he did a nice Sam Harris. Yeah. I'm just By the way, and we got to bring. Yeah, I was going to say, because when the San Antonio Spurs drafted Tim Duncan, he played right next to David Robinson and they were called the Twin Towers, right? So AM Wake Up went out there. We got our own Twin Towers. This is exactly how it happened. Yeah. Is. Mark uh, is here. Mark Steves, everybody. from My family thinks I'm crazy. Mark has been integral in making sure that, uh, that like, the extended union of the unwanted universe runs smoothly uh, is uh, uh, the behind-the-scenes cat for a ton of other podcasts one of the hardest working guys i know despite looking like a giant hippie um what's happening buddy how you doing what's up what's up i felt like with that intro i should have smashed through like a, a curtain behind my desk here yeah this is uh, 
Next time, wear a cape, motherfucker. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Yeah. So we're going over a little Neil deGrasse Tyson. I had to pause it halfway through because the it's the just watching watching that dude continue to lie without anybody really pushing back on it. It is a yes. little bit because Patrick Bet David is the most like uh, multi level marketing. If it was a person, yeah, I like. I like it. I love the name Valuetainment, first of all. It's such like a like immigrant with a pretty decent grasp of English kind of like yeah, Valuetainment. And then, and then he should start it off with him in a gladiator outfit. I would make his opening. He have a gladiator outfit. He'd be like, Are you not Valuetained? Are you not Valuetained? No, not- I'm not. I'd like, uh, I'd like some premium entertainment. Actually. With like Watch some it. ACDC in the background. I'm actually madder at Patrick than I am at, at uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. That's tough really? but fair, Kurt. That's tough yeah. but fair. I'll tell you why. Because Neil deGrasse Tyson, I know exactly. You would think Neil deGrasse Tyson, after he had that fake me too put against him, would have lost some faith in the system. But the thing is, he didn't lose all his famous pals that he's acquired over the years from that, like a lot of people did. Who would have. So he's still in like, no, it's yeah, it's not perfect, but they're doing the best they can. He's Still holds on to that, like how a flat earther holds on to their flat earth shit that he looks down on. Look, I think we should play the clip from the beginning and run it all the way through because it's less yeah. than two minutes. Let's do this. Let's take a look at this okay. uh, this clip real quick. No, and- I will try to I'll try to behave. All right. Try to let it go through. Here we are. If you want to get an abortion, get an abortion. If I want to get the vaccine, I get to choose. So you can't force if, if I can't force you to get an abortion, you shouldn't be able to force because you to get Because it's a- not about you. It's about people you interact with. And that's the social contract of public we don't We don't even know if the vaccine worked or not at the time. Yes, that's what the trials are, dude. That's why these trials... Have, but are you missing data? But, but let me ask you a question. Are we saying only one type of scientists are right? No, we're saying that the system in place... The 16,000 that signed up... No, no, no. The, the system in place to test vaccines... Yeah. There's an entire system that's in place. That that with review boards and all of this, yeah, the average that's in place. Now you can say you can sh- what you can say is, I I have a better idea than all these review boards and all these agencies and the CDC. I have a better idea. Here's what you should do, and that would have made everything better. Okay, you can put forth that idea, but what I'm saying is, in a case where you can contaminate someone else, it's not about you. It's about the collected you're assuming health you're assuming you're assuming because somebody can take the vaccine uh won't get covid which by the way i don't need to play the clips for you to see it where everybody said hey if you get it you're not going to get if you take the vaccine you're not going to get a rachel maddow joe biden i can give you fauci i can give you fit and you've seen these clips before it's not like you've never seen it before yeah, yeah, what happened they was, were wrong hold on so so um the strain evolved oh jesus uh, you know, it, it, it stopped at the most aggravating place because really he was going to have to de- dig into his bag of bullshit fucking reasoning and Did excuses. You, he's a, he's to a come up with some shit. Well, well, actually, I'm back to being madder at Neil now that I saw the end of it. I mean, back, like, uh, <laughs> fucking, yeah. Neil knows that Patrick Bet David is just slinging random things and not addressing the stupid shit Neil saying directly. And then when he did hit something, and Neil, and that's where you saw Neil's bullshit. 
Okay, okay, because I would ask your system. I go immediately, like, are you not vaccinated? Why would you be threatened by me not being vaccinated? And then he would have to get into why it's a shitty ass vaccine that for some reason only works if we're all vaccinated, but still yet doesn't work because <laughs> he right. would have to sit there and explain that. And Patrick, that David was just flying to each new point. Well, and that's, I mean, that's a, a, an obfuscation tactic on Neil deGrasse Tyson's part too, is to, to try and throw so much at it that you can only respond to, you only have time in your brain to like in turn process so much at once. So there's only certain things that even Pat, you know, Patrick Bad David's going to cue in on to where he could even respond to. Then he's got to he's got to formulate thoughts and make it come out of his word hole in the face of the pomposity of Neil deGrasse Tyson, whose whole tone and demeanor when questioned takes on this air of smug superior. Well, we have. Did you ever hear him uh, do that with uh where he's talking about how horrified he was that there's flat earthers, and he's like, it's like we're in the dark ages. And, yeah. and I'll never be like, Neil, uh, what do you think happens when we have feudalism as a system? <laughs> like, what do yeah. you think the natural outcome is going to be when our shitty-ass system is such feudalism that the peasants don't trust, they don't know what the nobles are doing in their castle, but they suspect uh, it's like vampirism and also the world is flat now, and that's where we live. And you don't live there. You go hang around with Jon Stewart, Another guy that knows better. And yeah, on a go farm. Well, I, I want to hear what Mark Steve's got to say about this too as well because I, I really just want to point out that he's just reinforcing the, the argument that this entire system, like guys, there's a whole industry of people who know better, who are involved in this, who've been doing this for a long time, and they got your back. We got to listen to them. We're not going to sit there and break it down, that system and how it's captured, how it's controlled, how it's murder for profit, right? You know what I'm saying? There's so many things. That if you understand what's going on and you're educated in what that entire system is, you'd immediately stop it right there and say, hold on a second. You're talking about this entire system. You just guys produced a booster that didn't test it on one fucking human being. Right. I mean, come on. Uh, what, what are your what are your thoughts, Mark, when you heard that that uh, the guy who could do a Rubik's Cube? Can finish a Rubik's Cube when they're walking out of a theater and have it done before they well, leave. That was yeah. a Daily Show appearance, yeah. by the way. Well, Let's go ahead and make a full circle. I'm really confused. Is COVID from space all of a sudden? Why is Neil deGrasse Tyson, the astronomer from <laughs> Princeton and Harvard, telling us about this? Like, what? Where does he come in, and where does he get the nerve? Uh, I think it's kind of funny that all these scientists flout themselves like they're some sort of. Uh, intelligentsia above the rest of us and even though he has a degree in astronomy his mind is so omnipotent that well, he you know what, mark he uh, i saw another part of that and and so he goes you know i he said he said that in one part like i'm an astronomer i'm not he goes but i am a scientist and something and so he made a lame argument like that for what you're speaking about he made a lame argument of like but he understands the process of science and so he trusts he, he's Really, he's making an argument about uh, authority and not science. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, and so, like, Patrick Bate David just now weekly was trying, in a very weak way, was trying to bring up that Barrington Declaration. Mm. And uh, Neil went back to, but the system works. Like, it, it, well, it, and that in and of itself is an appeal to authority fallacy. I would tell him, hey, Neil, I, I used to be hooked on Oxycontin. I don't know. You remember how the, the systems you speak of? 
helped with that. And the same people were in when, when this fact, only you can't sue them when the vaccine's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's one of my favorite things to do during the lockdown was to pull up Neil deGrasse Tyson's own five rules of science which are like, you know, question everything. Uh Don't assume you could be right. If the data doesn't support what you were thinking, then what you were thinking is wrong. The science is always evolving. Start over. And like the most important (laughs) rule of science is you can be wrong. And all of the smart people throughout time have been wrong and come into it with a little humility, Bubby. And like, that's his, those are his rules that he will never follow and that he will never demonstrate when he's on anybody's show. Because that's not his job. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's not doing a science argument. See, I I wish that that would be great what you just said. That's a great thing to say to him. And uh, he would have had to go, look, look, here is that to stop it. Maybe do a Dr. Hibbert from The Simpsons chuckle. And then then he would get into the sick. Because what he's really arguing is the system we have in place is a good system. And, and, well, you know, what are you? Why are you questioning it? Because I guess he hasn't been sufficiently injured by it enough. Yeah. So, yeah, like that's great because that's like his fake argument is that this is a science thing. It's really not. It's a thing of my friends know what they're doing. Same as like your Sam Harris's and whatever. Like yeah. I hang around with these really important people. And yeah. I talk to them. And, yeah. and it came through in the dude. Dude, that dude said everything like, who the fuck? What are you? You idiot. Come on, man. Just shut up. Dude. I, he's, I bet he could be so easily bullied. Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's just around like the biggest dorks that look at him like, oh, he, he's like a cool, like, black scientist. We don't, you know, how liberals can't fucking believe <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh, a black guy that loves space. I can't even believe this is real. And they, <laughs> I worked in so TV for so long. Every female staffer on a writing show that had an improv background. Love them some Neil deGrasse Tyson. I didn't yeah. even dislike him, but they really. And I remember years ago, fucking Gavin McGinnis made some comment that this is before the other shit that people hated him for. He made some comment that liberals would let Neil deGrasse Tyson shit in their mouth. And he wasn't far off. They'd let him shit in their ear hole for sure. He's, he said improv. Yeah. They had an improv. Dude, the improv. What Aaron Mate asked me on Jimmy's show, like, what happened to late night? I thought late night was. There was just nothing else on for the most part, but the reason it's even more corny now is because instead of stand-ups hosting it, it's a bunch of improv twinkies. So guess what you get with that? You get a bunch of yes and. Yep. Not, not, not I'm not doing that. You get yes and. Yep. Yep. That's wow. a fantastic way to look at Upright it. Upright citizens. So okay. right. Oh, let's go hang out at Birds, get a couple drinks, and go see his little show. And you know what I'm saying? Or we can go over to Improv Olympics over there. You know. And, oh, uh, you're talking about right? Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. I knew the UCB in uh, New York. Oh, okay. The UCB uh, is over there on Franklin Boulevard by the Birds. That's where they're, they're closed. No, I don't know if it's closed. I think Birds stay open. It might have closed during COVID. It probably UCB, did close. I think it's done. Yeah, it is. Upright Citizen. I heard that. Yeah. The Improv Olympics was over there on uh, on Sunset, over by the Carl's Jr. and shit. We used to get dollar PBRs. For the shows, I had to go see. Listen, I was a waiter. I had a lot of friends in improv. And I, All right, I'll go see your show. You know what I'm saying? I had to yeah. go support my friends. I look at improv as like, uh, you know, like how chicks got to go to the bathroom together. <laughs> like, I'm going to the bathroom. Come with me. That's how I look at an improv career. You want to start calling me, but you don't want to be alone up there. 
I, I thought the, the improv and the Meisner teaching were good for commercial auditions because you'd always. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Because when you go to a commercial yeah. audition, right, you'll have some dork go off the script and then you have to just come off with your own thing a little bit and roll with it. And, you know, the, it's a useful skill to have that probably would have done me some good to take it. But it's, yeah. uh, it's a very. Uh, yeah. Meisner is the, the reaction uh, of the three, the three traits, the three, uh, what's the word, theory, the three dominating theories. Meisner's one of them, and then Stella Adler's another one, and then you have, uh, uh, what's his name, Sandy, uh, Sandy Meisner, Stella Adler, and the other one is, uh, what's the one, what's the method acting one? The, the, uh, the Liam Neeson? Oh. Uh, but what's his name? Yeah. Um, the Russian thing? Yeah. Well, they all went to, they all went to, the guy who invented that, I can't remember his yeah. name. Yeah, but he's, I forgot his name. I it, want to say method it, acting. it's a violin and it's not an actor, so I've got the name wrong because I know it's a violin and not an actor. Yeah. I'll look it up. But anyways, you guys talk about other stuff so we get away from that. There was a yeah. word of the year that we missed. We had done a couple of stories on what the, the word of the year for 2022 was. One of them was gaslighting, which is hilarious. The other one was goblin mode, which is also oh, that's is, right. What does it yeah. mean, goblin mode? Uh, just letting yourself go, and, and then putting it out there for everyone to see. That it, it's the ultimate, um, I guess, a manifestation happy. of if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> so that thing. Oh God! Yeah. The whole world's my boyfriend. Yeah. World. Yeah. Neil Casey used to say that. You know who Neil Casey is? Yeah. And he's funny. I do laws. He was in that shitty female Ghostbusters. He was the bad guy. And uh uh but he's one of the actual good he's one of the good ones of improv people. And he used to say that about all this that you don't let me at my worst. And you, like here we go. He said, like, because he's an improv a bunch of his chicks. He's like, the whole world is my boyfriend. That's how they all because they all like these like uh bad single cat ladies at a young age already, and then it, and they can't believe like they don't feel safe on their on their own in a gentrifying and urban environment. They don't feel protected as a single gal. The world should be my boyfriend. <laughs> By the way, it's Lee Strasberg. Strasberg. Yeah, it's Strasberg. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Ty, can you grab? We missed a word of the year from the the doc. Please, it's uh, on the third page. We do have a down. comedian thing in the doc, too, I think. Like a little skit from somebody. I, oh, yeah. The Alex Stein one, if you ever want to get to that. Too. Eventually. If Eventually. We have a, a minute. Do you know about Alex Stein, guys? Mark, you know about Alex Stein, right? Mark's, Mark's guy. Mark knows about Alex Stein. You, you I, filmed, I filmed for Alex at the Pride Parade in 2022. It was a spectacle. Yeah. What's Kurt, you know about Mark? Okay, so I'll let you guys, because you guys a little bit more. Uh, so Alex has a really interesting kind of career arc. He was on the Wait, show. Is Teeter. he the guy that said juicy booty and shit? At AOC yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Okay, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex is a, a friend of the show. Um, okay. And, and we got him on Union of the Unwanted once. This is Alex. I swear to God, this really happened. Afterwards, uh, Alex goes, man, that was a great show. But if I can't be the center of attention, I I don't I don't want to be on, and I'm never doing it again. You're you're all welcome <laughs> to see that. Yeah, you're all welcome to come on my show. I will host all of you individually. Never put me on a panel again. 
<laughs> I won't work with kids or dogs or puppets. Right. <clears throat> I'll work with puppets. And that's fair. That's fair. So, Ty, let's pull up the, the article here, because in addition to uh, gaslighting and goblin mode, blank ussy uh, was. Wait uh, a second. In the. In the American dialect to society. I don't understand. Okay, I have a question. Neither do I. Okay. Is it the actual, they're just censoring the word because they don't want to post it still? No, no. sir. It's like a portmanteau with ussy being the, the suffix. Yeah, ussy derives from the slang word pussy, referring to a woman's genitalia. Long before its meme usage, it, I'm, got it. Uh, the ussy suffix was combined with the word boy, to make it pussy, that is boy pussy. That's right, boy pussy. Um, there are recorded instances of the term pussy being used in some online LGBTQ plus circles dating back to the 2000s. Um, wait, 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 wait. Oh, I see. Boy, boy pussy. The, the term was popularized on TikTok in late 2021 and then 2022 blossomed as users added pussy to all kinds of things. That's so clever. It's like if I call Neil deGrasse Tyson a blyantist because he's a black scientist. And yes. Like, That's the word of the year. Yes. Yes. So so now adding anything to the suffix ussy will be, make it uh, uh, hypersexualized and also, I don't know, have the connotation. Can we get of, some examples? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Taco Bell tweeting. These kids wonder why they're incels now. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> what is the Taco Bell one? Uh, Takusi? Yeah. Wait, yeah. Takusi? Yeah. When did Taco Bell say that? They tweeted it on No, the... it's just a meme. It's oh, just a meme. I, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. That's which is where we are in the is where well, we are. Who the fuck is the American dialect society? Like gives a <laughs> no, I don't know, like two guys sitting in a basement. Every time I hear a thing about an award that went out or a song, I'm like, how does anyone give a shit? It's amazing, like, how that works. Like, somebody's like, we're the Something Society. We just released our annual. That's all you got to say. And and all of the press and sign, oh, well, they're the official. They, every year they say the official. I got to do that. I got to start thinking, just make up. Yeah. What I think. Something the, is the official. Yeah. 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 And then you could just title your thing the metzger institute you know what i'm saying and there there's a, a historical society in california that i'm <laughs> where everybody gets all kinds of ridiculous honorifics you know and, and we, there are frequently award ceremonies for you know to people managing to remain upright the longest during a, a gathering and things like that i mean you got to celebrate the small wins right but <laughs> Well, the dialect society sounds like they cover the slang that's being used. I mean, I don't know what the slang is. I don't know it. So maybe there's yeah. see on the end of things. Dude, I, we have a whole industry of people who do this stuff when it comes to our language. Just listen to them. Can we, uh, the article right under that, Ty, the, um, the one that's titled, Now I'm Not One to Kink Shame. Oh, that's um, well, these are the these are gadgets of the future, gentlemen. I thought we could take a look at, at some of the more. Um, oh, I guess they're going for nightmare fuel as the descriptor for these. That's right. Uh, 
Uh, so there's uh, the the CES is like a tech showcase um, over in the UK. And I want to, there's a video like two paragraphs down that, yeah, that guy, <laughs> that guy, there's a video featuring what, this what guy. Is that, what is that? What is oh, that scroll word? back up, Ty. Sorry. That's it's supposed to be for conversations. Yeah. We are. What's this? Whoa. Scroll up a little bit, Ty. There's a, a YouTube video. Now, can I build that into Keep my scrolling. COVID mask? That's no, what I'm up as opposed <laughs> to down. No, you're going to be spit on a, on a freaking, uh, you know, Peloton with one of those on, Kurt. It's yes. Just like, <laughs> yes, the Peloton spit roast is exactly what this was designed for in virtual reality. What? Now, in three dimensions, I would recommend that you you be on the Peloton for a few months before you attempt the Peloton spit roast. <laughs> Wasn't wasn't that an episode of South Park where everybody shoved some device up their ass and they were floating around? Mr. Garrison <laughs> invented a new way to travel because he hated flying, and it was this circular bike that Suck fucked your mouth and ass. While and they were like, "Well, it's better than flying." <laughs> yeah, less chance of dying. Okay, so so this particular thing is a a privacy device for your workplace cubicle, or I guess just trough where you all sort of line up and strap in. Let's take a, a quick look. Cooks, well, start maybe your not ovens. for the home chef, but... It's time to get dinner oh, ready Oh, they're just going to autoplay this commercial. The whole thing through. I swear to God. Can we mute this shit? And no mess I was going to say, this seems like a fine invention. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm all... It's called an oven. Hey, right? Who knew? This doesn't seem horrifying hey, at all. Lace wars. <laughs> not for an agent. Race wars. Oh, my podcast with Sherrod back in... Yeah. That's race wars yeah, yeah. My, the listener just uh, okay. timed on in okay and if we want you know yeah ricky just uh is uh around if anybody want to shoot to ricky uh, a stream like goes what? yeah you want to go hardcore into the metaverse this is how you go hardcore into the metaverse you want to play all night you don't want folks to hear you you're gonna need this thing it's a headset it's a microphone it's got body sensors it's got hand controllers that do awesome things like lick your hands free. What you're seeing here is a suite of products from a company called Shift All. They are looking at can, can other accessories for making. Yeah, pause it. Did you see every, the guy next to him? His yeah, every character was a guy turning into a female in VR. Yeah, yeah. Even in the handbook where they were showing, it was like, oh, you want to be a hot chick with blonde hair? You want to be a hot chick with pink hair? And they're all this for the metaverse. Oh, so this is just nonsense. You can be whatever you want in the metaverse. So this is just some jerk off at a booth trying to pitch this stupid. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much this is going to take off. I'll be honest with you. But well, the, the metaverse itself is not taking off. So That's these spaces are, are fucking failing. You know what I'm saying? And there's whole industries that get together. They got together in Vegas not too long ago. So talk about things that they can put inside these metaverses, like the Sand Lot or all the other ones. And it's like, dude, nobody's going in there. Like, you know, there's a movie theater inside the metaverse that you can go to. And then you can go watch that movie. Well, when you only have six people in the whole fucking metaverse at one time, you really don't have a product to sell, do you? So, And it also looks like shit. The whole thing, you see as a big announcement, now we have legs. <laughs> they added legs recently to the metaverse. Yeah. yeah That's they, the big they, fucking news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have human legs, like... 
humans prefer legs, and we have like it. Marvin the Martian, motherfucker. That was a decent Marvin. <laughs> that, was. that was that was good. That was good. I we need a what? What was it? He had a space modulator, something like that. I don't know. I that's more the talk. space modulator. Oh, yeah, something like that. Let's let's play the rest of the video to see the fun. For making VR gaming to a new level, there's a headset that's called the Megan. Of course, you're wondering about that thing on his mouth. That's a mute talk. It keeps your voice chat more private. When you want to say, when you want to shout, you're not going to bother other folks. Karaoke party, drinking party, dancing party, and a loudy voice chatting with friends. Maybe they have the family or they have neighbors. So that's why we made this voice number right, microphone. Right, you demo it for us? Okay, so I'm saying the continuous same volume, okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me like this, yeah. okay? Yeah. Can you hear me? It sounds like you're sucking me? a dick, buddy. What does it matter what you look like in the real world? You live in the metaverse. The handsets that they provide give you freedom to do other things like hold water even while you're playing. So just yeah, water. Clip. That's what you're holding in your other hand. Is your yeah? <laughs> is water? The, the, yeah. Kurt, what are you insinuating? I uh, the, the only thing the metaverse the metaverse I, I they're gonna um, they might have already done it, but they're gonna have to add pornography. And oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Well, we need a joke thing. We redubbed it with Kyle because he does Zuckerberg. We're talking about how there'll be a virtual goon cave in the metaverse, and uh. I only learned that term from Ben Avery. I didn't know what a goon cave was until they told me. But, like, all these tech things, it's so funny. They could put all the bland corporate shit they want to. But the bottom line is, what are the fucking jerk-off options? Because that's what makes the shit work. So, take anything like, uh, I don't know, the internet in general. Or fucking all social media, like Twitter. Like, all these things. Remember when, in, I don't know if you in New York, they had that 60-40 rule where if you had, like, a sex shop. 40% of it had to be not sex for two okay. people in Times Square. That was like a Rudy Giuliani thing. That's so why all the, as all the dumb joke shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yes. And nobody bought it. People there for sex, but they passed a law to clean up Times Square. Literally, I'm pretty sure most of the internet is that. It's a 60-40 store. Yeah. Where 40% of it is the crap you hear about on the news that's suitable for television. And the other 60% is pornography. So all the debates on Twitter, for example, were like, oh, we got to clean up Twitter. There's been gaping asshole spread porn the entire time for anyone to look at, like medical. Like, it don't even look pornographic. It looks medical. And that hasn't even been an issue. Like, that's amazing. No, nobody brings it up. I didn't even know there was that much porn there until someone said it to me. Because I wouldn't have thought to look for hardcore pornography on Twitter. Oh, That's yeah. every tech thing. 60-40. Yeah. 60% of it's for fucking and sucking. <laughs> uh, on a long enough timeline, any any app or any chat room will turn into uh, a dating site. Well, dating's one thing, but in and right and pornography sharing that happens almost immediately. If you want to succeed at the beginning, you got to figure out how jerking off fits into it, right? Most of our technology. Mm -hmm. I just I keep waiting for the I guess the hands free controllers to come with like. Uh, a lube dispenser, little lotion dispenser unit. Oh, you use lube? I just throw, I just do a dry rub like a. You go dry, dry. Oh, you can't just go dry. I do a Kansas City dry. Rub. Then you're gonna. Then you're gonna City come too quick rub. once you're getting something wet. 
It's just it's two fucking no, different things. That's never been my problem. Two different I'd say environments. Too long, if anything. Kansas City. I think too long. Like I call, like I'm late for work. I start being, oh, hey, I'll be, I'll be there soon. There's traffic. Trying to not. Yeah, because yeah. you got to get. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt jerking off again. You're going to be a little late. Kurt's trying to, Kurt's trying to achieve completion. He's going to be late. I'm trying today. to tune out. Am I good? Did we get the guy inside the thing yet? Is that the end of the video? Or is the, do they do I, they show more? Do they go a little bit more? What is CNET? What is CNET? So uh, the industry standard. Um, oh, so it's German. like PR. They what do they pay money to the thing? And, I have no clue. I'm that's just, just some ad for a shitty thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, the Cena is uh, uh, like English television. It's one of their their like independent. It's not BBC, but there's like an independent news channel out of the UK. I love that chick you could tell doesn't know anything about any of this stuff Nothing. at all. And it's like, oh, I guess they'll put that on their mouth. A, a Balenciaga. That uh, wasn't part of the detail for the job. It was to look enthused and happy about the product. And you don't have to know shit about positive. it. Can positivity, you hear me? Can pal. You hear me? Can you, you hear me? Does it sound like I am sucking a penis when this is over my mouth? Like, I mean, just, dude, it was terrible. That's, yeah, sure. They can't hear what you're saying, but there's going to be an entire office park where it just sounds like everyone's given some sloppy toppy if these things actually catch on. They all sound like that now anyway. It's fine. And also, it's not going to take off. But, but, uh, listen, you're going to give sloppy toppy either metaphorically or physically. Sure. Do it physically, honestly, at this point. I bought a little land in the Sandlot Metaverse, and I want to open up a comedy club. I want to call it Metzger's, where people can go and see live comedy in the Metaverse. From people with legs. Yes. Oh, I think think Brian Redband already does that on uh, (laughs) some videos. Redband. Yeah, Redband is like already way ahead of everyone. I'm up and uh, I'm here. (laughs) I know. I do watch uh, Redband do his live streams on VR, and they are hilarious with Tim Congdon. He's been doing that for a while. Like I I I know. Yeah. Yeah. Redband's always been ahead. In fact, Redband probably has one of those mouth guard things. Pieces already. (laughs) So his neighbors don't, you know. Put their dick in his mouth. He's got. The, he's got so, a. He's actually got a VR ball gag. Yeah, he has <laughs> one of those. Um, he has one of those ones that you put it all over your face, like those porn. Um, oh, like, red band. No. No, I don't know if he does. <laughs> I went to. I went to. I never even knew that was a thing. It's been around for a while. I went to England in like 2011. I was in this con- the, the comedy. The fuck was a comic's name that had been there before me? It's like. It was like T-Rex. I think it's, it's, this is a black comedy. Show. It was T-Rex. And the guys there were like so disgusted by him because he had a virtual porn thing that covered his whole face. <laughs> These British guys like, like, mate, what are you doing? I couldn't believe how repulsive. <laughs> no shit. And now they have sense with it. So you can smell shit while you're watching your porn. Oh, no. Come on. Oh, no. I swear to God. They've been trying to come up with smell of vision since freaking what's his name? The, the Kentucky fat. Fried movie, right? Well, That's well, yeah. But then Emeril Lagasse was like, smell of vision. We need in it. In real life, I, I bet you that's an important thing, uh, thing to cry to crack because most of the human connections you get are from pheromones, right? So yes. yep. now all the people are isolated and mutating into like, obese fish basically well that's that's partly why over the past hundred years they've 
chemicalized us with pheromone, you know, fake pheromones with uh, colognes and perfumes. I mean, the whole intention of that is to divert organic sexuality and, and kind of yeah. people into this commercialism, this Freudian psychology, psychological manipulation of the of what they thought was our sexual urges. Little did they know as Freud uh, was wrong about most of his ideas. Are you talking about women or <laughs> they, they try to put on makeup and fool us with their painted faces. And their painted or, I'm sorry, I'm trad cat now that I tell you guys. Give fully okay. dread cap. No, By no, the no, way, no. I had a comedy club inside the metaverse, and Brendan Schaub performed. And the number one question was, "Who writes this dude's jokes?" Wait, did you say this to me before? And I was like, "Hunter no, said, take a, no lap. Hunter said take a lap." Hunter said, "Take a lap." Take a lap. You got to take a lap. <laughs> Wait, but why do you think? Uh, clearly, he is. Dude, that this you were so blown was, away. You were like, "Oh, there's no way he wrote that." I'd never seen him. This has been an ongoing joke every single time you're on since the first time we played the clip and. Well, I don't want. I to. see a lot of congratulations. The dude got his second special, and we should be given some props. Well, a special is given based on. It's like given. He probably made it himself. I don't know. He got one from Netflix or something. No, it was self-produced. Oh well, then he didn't get it. He made it, and he has an audience of people that you know. Here's how comedy works: if people want to pay to see you, it's the lowest rung of show business. It's not. First of all, it's not even show business. It's below pornography in terms of show business and it's, I told you below magic and below ventriloquism it's the thing that porn stars do when they're like I gotta get out of porn it's like their plan B of porn stars is what stand up talking it's not so, real estate because that's what it is and, you know everywhere but, else everybody no, that's, knows that's the real estate but they want to get out whatever job they're doing I'm getting agents, into real estate getting my license make their main money from real estate and then the the Actors are just like houses they flip or whatever, but they're mostly they're in real estate. Like uh, it's not a fallback. Like you're talking about a fall. The stand-up comedy of real estate, the lowest. <laughs> the stand-up's low. So I've seen so many attacks of Brandon Schaub, like uh, like YouTube people, like why is this guy getting it? Because a big crowd of people pay money. The end. That's why. I don't feel a fake. Like I don't have a. He's taking my place. Like I don't, that's like new comic bush league shit to give a shit about. Yeah. <laughs> He's it's the same. You don't like him, don't buy a ticket to go see him, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, and and, the, and also the fact that something that drives me crazy is that anybody can call themselves a comedian, right? Like they can find a spot, open mics to go up, and start calling themselves comedians. I got into some with some people about the Demar Hamlin situation, where oh. you know the Demar Hamlin situation, the Buffalo Bills player who went down. And there was a dude listed as a comedian who just went on to my Twitter and started coming after me. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You ever hear this guy? Uh, It it was some no dick piece of shit. I'll I'll go look it up really quick, uh, but give me a second to get to it. But it's like, you know, usually when you call yourself a comedian, pal, you're supposed to be funny, right? A lot of activists call themselves. Now, listen, comedian is not a, a, it's not like calling yourself a doctor, like, I always used to call people civilians. Like I would be that angry when when I would somebody would like be giving me like a le- you know somebody only thinks funnier than me could tell me whatever the fuck they want. But I would be people would be like giving me stupid fucking like I'm like listen you don't. But it's not really a any literally anybody can call themselves one and uh, you'll be treated like one. I mean I, it's just what it is. That's hilarious. 
I, I, I don't know. There's, I, I feel like, I feel like in an era of synthetic reality, um, if you understand that it's all kind of fake going into it, then it should at least be incumbent on the individual to prove that they are what they say they are. Uh, and if you're going to, I see people who put comedian in their, their Twitter bio that have no clips of them doing comedy whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Like there's not, you don't have a single, you don't have a single clip of you doing stand up. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah, that's probably they'll probably do better with that. I guess uh, everything look stand up comedian does not mean stand up comedian can mean twenty different things. You could be a stand up comedian, but you don't have to do stand up to be a comedian. There's most of them, like I think, don't. That doesn't make any sense. That's not how my brain processes the word. You're from but... America, and stand up is American, and so that's why you think of it like that. But if you go to like Thailand. Say you're a stand-up comic, they go, "Oh, you're a, a, a uh, what do you call it, a, a lady boy?" <laughs> no, lady. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> because there, it's lady boy. It's just a lady boy talking is called comedy day. I was told that by a comedian who went there. They go, "They think you're a lady boy if you say you're." You know, yes, I I think some of the but oh, Ricky's backstage. Go ahead, Mark, Steve. We'll get. Well, I'll get Ricky in here. We got Ricky putting him in. But you know. it's a pretty funny lady boy who's been on Kill Tony from Thailand. Uh, she sings songs. She's great. I forget her name. That's a traditional fucking stand-up of theirs. Yeah. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her a song singing lady boy. Well, I'm just a little so, upset because it so, seems like so. Bo Burnham, porn star, and <laughs> I thought Bo Burnham was a lady boy. Yeah. That's <laughs> Simpatico, I appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, host of the Ripple Effect and one of the four horsemen of the Union of the Unwanted and hands down one, one of the, the kindest human beings I know. Ricky Verandas back on the show, hanging out, looking sharp as always. How you yeah. doing, my friend? What's up, boys? I'm just enjoying oh. the conversation. Don't let me uh, jump in and, and derail it. I like where it's going. Well, we if we can't get Kurt Metzger on Union of the Unwanted, we bring Union of the Unwanted. Kurt Metzger. Right. That's how let's, we do it. If he won't text. go to the mountain, bring the mountain. Let's it's that unwanted that you're... <laughs> we you, just, you're you just don't know yet, but you want it. You're, 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 it's, uh, if you're not familiar with the Union of the Unwanted, Kurt, it's a really fun show. It's every other Monday. Sam Tripoli, Ricky, uh, Charlie Robinson from a great show called Macro Aggressions, Midnight Mike from Our Big Dumb Mouth. Uh, host it. It's a, a panel discussion. Sometimes guests. Uh, no topic is is off limits, and it's just a a free form conversation with incredibly interesting people for a little bit. A lot of fun. By the way, the guy's name, Kurt. You ever heard about this guy, Dana J Bean? Dana Bean? No. D Dana Bean. No. What did Dana Bean say to you about? Well, I'm blocked right now, so my tweets are down. But because uh, he blocked me, but uh, <laughs> so I don't know. We were going, he was going at it pretty much. They were, he was saying that I was an idiot for even suggesting that we should look at the uh, vaccine, the COVID vaccine for Demar Hamlin being a possible cause of his cardiac arrest on the field. Uh, and he got into it with me, but he's like one of those. I don't want to say woke comics because there's a lot of people pissed off that they're using the term woke wrong, but he's one of those woke comics, you know. With, um, you're not using woke right. Yeah. I know. Uh, nah. <laughs> Steve, I wanted to avoid exactly that. But yeah, he's one of those comics that just seems like, the, you know, 
if I go along with the prevailing narrative, somebody will like me and somebody will give me a job. Dana J. Bean, right? Yes. Dana J. Bean. At Dana J. Bean. Okay. Let me see. B-E-I-N. I just Googled him, and all I found under that name was some guy who, a a woman who has uh, reviewed a lot of true crime books, but that could still fit, probably. Mm. Okay. I want to see it at the end. And by the way, you're welcome to this publicity, uh, even on just a podcast. I know. He, right. it's getting, somebody's talking about him in a, a, an actual comedian. Well, How do you spell Bean? B-E-I-N. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. My bad. Fine. Dana Jean. Dana. Dana. Dana the whole thing because it's not coming up. D-A-N-A-J-A-Y-B-E-I-N. Wow. Okay. I thought it was the initial J. No. This, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching the show today. Oh, he's got a Y E. The first J A Y. The first thing that pops up is a a song about the coronavirus. Yes. <laughs> and it's he ripped off Bohemian Rhapsody, and wow, did he really go through most of the lyrics there? He did. Oh, he wrote coronavirus. <sighs> he put out a, an album, and I. Okay. It's all just ripoffs of other people. The album title is Hot Tub Humor Machine. Bring that's that up. Just, that's yeah, just... I'm going to make a, a prediction right now. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to. Now, I can't enlarge this picture like a. Okay. Oh, I, mean, I can't tell from this. He is in Massachusetts. Yes. I want to say he's a gay comic trying to be like this guy, Randy Rainbow. Okay. Just the worst. Yeah. I, I, Randy Trump Rainbow. parody songs. Like, yeah. and because. First of all, he's got his oh, we can tell you, like, wow, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But ACLU yeah. defend the rights of people nationwide. Abortion care, trans people's rights to live freely, people's right to vote. They don't even speech is not even in the thing no more. <laughs> like there's no speech anywhere in there. No. No, well, it's no longer a comedian's job to stand up for free speech, Kurt. What you have to do is push agendas and get super offended when somebody says things that that tickle your feelers. Yes, yeah, and 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 going back to like we were talking about what you were talking about your whole thing when you were talking about comedians, right? Like I, regardless about where it is on the totem pole, I I'm so thankful about the comedians push inside this arena. And talking about social issues and the jab and all that. Right now, what I love to see is is comedians that are going, "Hey, I don't give a fuck about your wokeism rules. I'm gonna push back hard. I'm gonna go into every single area in which you say I'm not allowed to talk about." They have and talk about. They have been doing that, and they've yeah. been doing it forever, and yeah. they've been doing it since radio. It's just you have to go out yeah. and seek it. You yeah. just can't yes. well, look. You, you're just not going to get it through like a, the corporate channels. You could have gotten some stuff before. I was just opening for Louis all fucking week and packed out theaters. We used to Dolby. It was packed. And like, if you hear anybody talk about him through a tour, it goes, disgraced comedian. Louis <laughs> no, C.K. Dude. What? Oh, dude. And also, I met Barry Wise after the show. <laughs> Did you get a picture? No. Come on, dog. <laughs> no. Um, no, very wise she, came in with a trail of Yentos behind her, and she so she <laughs> like she. I, I guess she called me, like, How come you haven't like addressed you know, like all these people are like, How come he hasn't addressed the thing? Like, which by the way, he did, and he's like, Have you not seen my 
last two special, like the one special, a big chunk of it is just addressing that with a big giant sorry behind him. Yeah. I don't know how bigger in letters you got to put it. But they're like, they want him to do like a land acknowledgement every show. <laughs> it's disgusting. And as a female, I always come out to say that, oh my gosh, the cancel culture, but especially with Louie, really ruined not only like females thinking that things are funny, but no, just, I agree with you. Yeah, no, they complete it completely put a damper, but like, all right, I want everybody else to expose all their fetishes now. All the ones that were talking shit about Louie. Tell me what your fetishes are, because from what I've heard about it, you guys weren't hurt. You guys weren't like you had a choice to do it and you just didn't. And maybe you were embarrassed. After. But he used his power. Yeah, that's where they see. I, it was a personal thing. There was like a big cleanup coming of all the of all the being funny. And Louie was a real fucking like a uh, uh, loyal shit lib, even though I've always loved Louie, but he was a loyal shit lib up until, like, I remember on Horace and Pete, I was showing my girlfriend this scene where he he had written an op-ed of, like, don't vote for Trump, you know, vote for Hillary, the theme of it, but, like, you know, trying to be funny. People got mad at him. So we were doing that show, so he wrote a thing in of where I'm the guy at the bar talking about this guy, Casey Lewis, then she shut the fuck up, like, <laughs> and, uh, and he had the thing now, I remember briefly, but it was uh, 2015, like, I would have said maybe the same shit as him, but I already gotten steamrolled by the new bullshit feminism. So I was like, fuck Hillary. I hope you got, I hope you have an aneurysm from Trump. I was like that upset, you know? So I was like past that. But he, he, uh, he got a rude awakening with that. Because sh- all the, li- and the, Neil deGrasse Tyson, like I said, should have had the same wake up. Because that, how is it you ask for consent for a thing and then, uh, with your power level, you're at the Aspen Festival, where, by the way, comedians fuck. That's what I do. I fucked yeah. a hooker at JFL who had power over me. She didn't rate me. Okay. <laughs> like, so that's, that's we're going to start. And that's why I say about improv. It, what really what improv means is the worst of higher education. That's where they go into. So all these fuckwit ideas that have been that percolate with, with dumb shit academics that get taught to rich kids. Right, the rich kids then take those lessons and then they like fuse them with their corporate futures, you know, like when they turn Beatles songs into sneaker commercials. They, that's the, every generation of doing it. So that's where the new guards coming in now. And well, check, really this, yeah. check this out at Yale University, a place where I like to poke around and figure out what's really going on. David Geffen just bought the School of Drama. So what does that tell you about their influences? over there at Yale and, and how these Ivy League schools... To tells your- me they're doing boy sex trafficking out of Yale. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, 100%. That's, it's like Mr. Clark, Clark Carson. <laughs> my, dude, my, a long time ago, my, my ex, uh, this girl, I used to be dating this girl in, uh, when I was going to art school in Philly and her dad was a guy in LA that was like a hustler like of rich gay dudes and like he would make money. This is back when like not everybody had a cell phone. And he had uh, his job was he'd abuse gay guys on the phone, like they would jerk off. He would, I guess, kind of what Louis's into, but Jake's telling these jokes. But they would, uh, he was like, Yeah, we go to David. He always bring up David Geffen. I'll introduce you to David Geffen. And like the repulsive shit this guy did, my ex's father with David Geffen. David Geffen's part of a whole fucking network with Brian Singer, remember the great Brian Singer and uh, 
that weird crypto guy that was friends with a guy, uh, Mark Collins, Mark Collins Rector, one of the yeah. first internet houses of boys. <laughs> you can look them all up. It's the same as like your Epstein networks, probably, but they're not going to break up the uh, gay one, you know, because it's like it, uh, <laughs> more of it, I guess. Mm. At Yale. I didn't know Yale had such a strong drama department over there. You know what I'm saying? The hero is trying to get into NYU the whole time, and I got to been shooting for Yale. Literally. Yeah. Well, to Kurt's point, all these Ivy League schools and and the schools that they sort of created have such a a great deal of influence, even in these small, important demographics where you have like local theater scenes and whatnot, like a lot of these influential, uh, uh, you know, constituencies, whether it's in New York State, Massachusetts, they all have these little local theaters, you know, they don't they don't. entertain themselves the same way the plebs do they have these uh you know upper echelon troops that come around and entertain them at their you know hedgerow well, that'd be great that'd be great they it, what happened now is the brands are so big and it's so uh like everything's such like a brand more than anything and thanks to the magic of globalization you, you know you get a pair of levi's that off of Amazon, and they like fall apart as if they're counterfeit Levi's, but they were able to put the name Levi on it, you know, like everything is that. So Harvard or Yale, they're just a brand name and then they're outsourcing whatever the fuck it is. And it's like the quality has gone way down and fuck you. It's not based on your consumer spending. We're going to make our money regardless. In fact, you're a chump if you think you're going to make a transaction. You know, I give you this for this money. Now it's all about, I, su- I support like the name Yale. I'm just all about it. It doesn't matter what product did, what comes out of it. I just want to be aligned with that brand. Like it's a, that's the new kind of model, dude, that everybody fucking uh, uses. Like, in fact, that's what uh, Sam Harris has going for. He's he's got a thing where people just want to like him. Yeah. That's why he can say that ridiculous. It it almost, what I saw happen to Owen Benjamin is like having everything. Like Owen Benjamin got like, after he got run out, and started his fans. He had like the, uh, a solid, like the worst of Obi and Anthony's fans. Okay, like the the worst ones. The Bears. I don't know. Well, there, I there's a lot of I, there's that. some in the there's some in the chat right now. I think. Well, okay, but like the Bears. Look, what is that? I, the, I, that's I, that's Owen's universe's Bear Taria. In in the, 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 uh, I'm not kidding. He's got a special in the Owen Benjaverse. That's. That's the, uh, that his universe is Bertaria and the people that the OP universe wasn't that cute sounding. I, I don't think they called themselves bears. No, no, <laughs> no, that's no, no Owen's for Owen. I think for OP, they were just idiots. <laughs> and then for Anthony, they were what, what do you call them? Nazis. Nazis? Whoa. A bunch of lost people from Owen A, a bunch of them. He took the ones he took that were mad about shit like him. And what happens is it's not a thing of I make this show and you watch it and pay for it. It's a what you're he's a lifestyle brand. And what happens is now he's got to pander to these people. So all their worst instincts are in a feedback loop with each other. So that's how you get it to where Owen's like, I think there's he's like a moon denier. The last I checked, maybe he's adjusted on that, but not a moon landing denier. He denies the moon. Right? <sighs> So everyone should go watch the Chip Chipperson podcast. It's the best thing that ever. I love Chip. Oh, I used eight. to do that with uh, Norton Wright for his advice thing. Chip's Chip one Chipperson. of my favorite. Yeah, Chip Chipperson. 
I heard Big J say uh, the other night that after Patrice died, Jim Norton split into 13 distinct personalities. All of them that look like a scallop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of whom look like a mollusk? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you work with what you have, Kurt. You do. You, that yeah. means- Jim, you can find... Uh, there's two. They're too long. I'm trying to maybe cut them all before they're over. But as I should have said, I don't know. But there's two sketches that we did about. One's called Uncle Mingle, which is a. Uh, it's like a. It's like a thing for pedo- for pedophiles, like a like a dating Uncle service Mingle. called Uncle Mingle when uh, Christian Mingle came in. And one is a uh, heckle therapy with Gilbert Godfrey and it's Jim going to therapy. Because I used to say, I mean, I don't think this now, but I used to be like, therapy. You should, the therapist should heckle you. Yeah. Like why you why you tell your problems? So these comics would go up and treat the audience like therapists. And so it's Gilbert Godfrey just telling him he should shut up and kill himself. <laughs> it's a good concept. The, the sketch goes too long because I was <laughs> How was Gilbert's stand up? I mean I loved it. I yeah, loved it. I saw him do the uh, the what do you call it? The aristocrats, not the what do you call it, the crazy, stupid joke they made yeah, the movie. It was the aristocrats. Yeah, it but that's the, like I, I don't really understand what the fuck. I don't know if that's some like Vegas fucking shit with it. With, there's this old joke we all tell each other. Nobody has ever mentioned that joke once in the whole time. Okay. What the fuck they're talking about? I guarantee you, at least three yeah, quarters of the comics in that have never heard of it before it's they bought it. Huh? Yeah. What? That's some vaudeville type comedy, you know, yeah. spillover. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, why would a couple of magicians know about But I know Paul Provenza. I like that dude. Well, I do, I do want to circle back to what you said, Kurt, because that's a really brilliant thing to focus on. You know, this dynamic of that, like, feedback loop. Oh, uh, yes, right. You're supposed to. So, that's well, it's not just comics and, yeah. and pundits, though. It's conspiracy theorists. It's anybody who gets themselves in front of a mic really has this potential of becoming this, like, it's, feedback loop. All towards the politicians. The You're supposed mm. to go with AOC and want it to work out for her. With all this identity shit where, like, you're so I'm some fat slob at home and uh, and I go and I see someone on the movie screen that with a vaguely same skin pigment as me. I also go, oh, I'm being, that's me. I'm being represented. Yeah. Which is gross enough because you, I thought, I don't want to watch a mirror. I want to watch a fucking content. Okay. But then, but that wasn't gross enough. Now it's all politicians. So on Jimmy's show, for example, I watch this like, why are you criticizing AOC? Because she's not doing the fucking job she was yeah. supposed to. She advertised. Well, I never believed in her, but I understand how Jimmy has disappointed. She was on the show. No, we, we were all, uh, some of us were really disappointed, though, so, because we thought that she was going to go in there and do exactly whether it be theater or not. Well, the, well what, they, what Matt Gates and his little crew did for yeah, right. votes and think, whatnot. She thought she'd be a bigger agent of change than Matt Gates. <laughs> we did. Yeah, we, right. You know, I mean, it was for the wrong reasons. I mean, I'm obviously I did not. Because you focused COVID, on but... content. Yeah. You focus on what you're supposed to. <clears> I want to make it perfectly clear that, that I got yelled at what? in 2018 for going, look at this Instagram influencer psyop coming in and taking all your freaking money. And they were like, you shut up. Who said that? I, I said that and yeah. I got, no, no, I got, I, I know you said who told oh, you. Oh, the stuff. entire like yeah. progressive oh, I thought left 
Strange. Like, well, I didn't uh, say that to him personally. I was just kind of like, you know, no, I didn't got said, Shut up. We, yeah. when I when I, you know, first of all, I did see AOC on Jimmy. And then when I was in New York, seven weeks before the campaign, I went, you know, to her campaign office. I, I was out there for my uh, stepfather's funeral at the end of Long Island. And I trucked all the way in town just to see her in Queens and see her speak. You know, and for me and for people like Jimmy, we were like, OK, she's going to demand that they cut the fucking military budget. She's going to demand that. And if that's a fucking win. We'll get a win, right? They, if that's all we get, we'll get something. That's what we were focused on because she was talking as if she was anti-war. But present day, you know, she's voting for the Iron Fucking Dome and, you know, and, and, and okay uh, and that shit. He's going to Neil deGrasse Tyson punk out. Yeah. Despite yeah. her. Yeah. But but you're right. People don't concentrate on the message. They concentrate on the messenger, you know, this sensational. Well, okay, that, what you just said? Yeah. That's what I was getting way yes. too long trying to say. With that. It's, the, it's, it's sensationalism. The Ricky, you, you haven't shut up this whole time. What else do you have to say? I was going to say this really Fucking is the hey, quietest Ricky. I've ever heard. Would Ricky. somebody put a sock in Who put a nickel in this guy? It's amazing. Not, I'm, 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 I'm stunned. I'm just stunned. Ricky, what's up, dude? I'm just agreeing. I, I, uh, I, I like listening sometimes, believe it or not. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's, I think as you get older, you spend more time listening and trying to uh, soak everything in and, and give yourself time to resolve all the ideas than, uh, and then just spewing your ideas, you know? But uh, yeah, I agree with all you guys. Yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you, I know for a fact from this, uh, that's how, the, like, the idea of like, don't sell a thing to sell. They want you to succeed, and because the idea is people just give you money. You know, like you don't set a price. You can have merch and charge for it too, but the idea is people will just give you money, like the widow's might from the Bible. You know, where the old lady gives one coin is all she had, and she just goes, "That was the biggest donation. That's all she had." That's a business model now. The thing you see, like old ladies paying to a TV preacher. And you're like, how do they think he's from? I used to say that like an idiot. Like, what they think God wants this guy to have a private jet? Yeah, because if God blesses him, he's going to bless me. I'm being represented. So mm -hmm. it's actually like the most. I mean, uh, Owen Benjamin is right. It is a Moloch. It is Moloch <laughs> worship. I don't know if Owen said that. It seems like something he said. <laughs> but what, what means the most to you? Will you sacrifice it for me, your God on this earth? Do they think like that explicitly in a business way? Like the thing that would horrify me is like, that's a killer idea. Do you know, it's in every level of everything. Yeah. The calls I would get from some of the progressives when I started trashing on AOC and it, it happened quickly. Like, okay, we've been duped guys. This is AOCIA. Then we go deep more into the whole tides about where she comes from now. Suspicious. All right. We see what's going on. Well, pasta, she aligns more with our values than she does than we do with the Republicans and stuff. So what they might have an issue, but she's aligned with. I mean, what are you saying? Like, you know, she's our best ally. She's our best choice. She aligns with our values more. Because she's compassionate. She can go out in front of the the detention facility. Now it used to be something called something else is where they kept immigrants and cry. And we're like that too. We're compassion. We want to see less people being taken hostage at the border. The lesser, uh, like the lesser, of the lesser two of two evils. Shit. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've heard people make a lesser of two evils argument, which you could make, but you're supposed to make that <laughs> argument like sweating and upset, right? It's come to this. You're not supposed to make it smug 
and and uh, self-righteously, well, I voted for the lesser of two evils. That, the, that's, then that becomes the worst of two evils now. <laughs> like, with the more incompetent, shitty evil, at yeah. least the evil of two evils is like, I'm evil. Look, It's like people think it'd be... I mean, I don't... Everything she says, everything that comes out of her mouth, right? The social engineers know what they're doing. They know where their base is, who they're grabbing, who was going to follow them. Gerald Salente on the show talked about it, about, you know, the followers and the people who will eventually go and kind of leave. But they understand who they're going after right now. They understand all sides. You know what I'm saying? Matt Gates understands who is, who's going to follow him, who's going to go along with him and whatnot. You know, and, and this whole idea where they say a few things right and they can say a million things wrong, but if they say those few things that are right and it's true, you got to go with them the whole way. Even if they say the person, not the message. But and even if they say what's right and what you agree with, I mean, we have to look past that and realize like it's all a facade. Like they're just yeah. What do they do? Yeah, I mean, if they're saying what's right and what you want to hear, that's not a reason to support them. That just means that they're really good at doing their job, and that's trying to get you on board, and and that's it. I mean, it's. It's they have speech writers. I mean, I, I always t talk about this, about how like we it's like pro politics is like pro wrestling. Like we know that it's rehearsed, we, but or, or like a good movie, even though, you know, it's fake and it's, you know, it's all rehearsed and and it's actors and actresses. If the story's really good and if the person's really good at, at selling themselves as this character, you buy in, even if you know that it's theater and politics is the same thing where it's just like we know there's speech writers. We know there's giants teams in the in the background that are deciding what to say how to say it why not to bring this up why to bring that up to get your vote and get your love and then you know you do it and it's like oh i like this guy because it's like no but what you're seeing on tv isn't the guy like that's just that's right that's right thanks yeah uh, for being a writer and i watch people talk about whatever a late night how any host of a show and they're like well they're not funny i'm like you understand that guy's not making any of the like a whole team of people he hired poorly is what happened. If you don't think he's funny, they had poor hiring because that's just the front. I know most of them are just like an empty shell. I mean, I, most of them are just drinking. Uh, with like Bill Maher, when I sometimes Bill Maher I like so, uh, and then when I don't like him, um, I'm like, the fuck is this? He just smokes pot and probably gets hookers and whatever. He doesn't know shit. It's whatever his team of writers who keeps abreast. Well, like Colbert, show. Yeah. Colbert's a great example of that because look yeah. at how quickly he shifted when he was on the Daily Show to having his own show. I mean, clearly yeah, have a whole different yourself. group of writers. It's so, yeah. like an empty vessel that you you plug in. You know that, that's what the, the goal is for all of us to be that kind of empty vessel. It's not what's being said; it's the delivery, Kurt. It's how you deliver it, and these people know how to deliver that message. And I, the logic is, it's worse to get molested by a convicted sex offender than by a priest, because at least a priest is aligned with good. Yeah, yeah. Like, that makes sense. If you're a fucking dipshit, it does. Like, clearly, the priest is worse. They have no concept of that. It's it's. And I, and I think all the years of anti-hero, and I don't know that it's the government came up with that. People have this thing that they like that, like the Wolverine character yeah. of like, they're good, but they'll do whatever they have to do. Yeah. You know, like cops used to have the Punisher on there. Jack Bauer. Well, Jack Bauer is the government 
one right? alone, yeah. alone gunman that's totally a trope out of you know fiction and and it's evolved through media and and definitely made its way into our psychology through movies so yeah it's it's a part of this uh justice vengeance seeking that they're almost yeah, weaponizing right. as a culture and it works right into the identity politics because you have this whole generation that's born thinking we're the crusaders we have to save the world and it's really based on no merits other than you were born earlier than anyone else on the fucking planet or, or, or i'm sorry later yeah, than anyone American, else. it's the american legs i feel like that like well yeah when when you're the young you know uh first you feel like you're the first but then you realize you look at history and you see that this is a, a repeating cycle where you know every five generations or so you have this sort of uh crusading impulse to kind of change everything and tear everything down and you know call me paranoid but i think this has been manipulated over time with the people who are you know above the the you know uh, cycles of industry they're able to manipulate that and get generate anonymous always anonymous now they all work for the fucking government you know that one weirdo well and that's the thing is, is I, dude not her, okay i got i was co-hosting a show called anonymous bites back for the better part of two years i could talk your fucking ear off about all that shit for a really long time like well, are, are they a bunch of them or where, what happens is, they are all fucking state department tools man yeah, yeah so you get so what happens is it's not like these are great in touch people with what the kids are into working at the thing so they notice a trend they got people waiting to spot that like now seems like more direct trying to control where the trends go by you know manipulating social media that i mean but the whole idea is we're gonna co-opt you so that's why you see all those old like you ever see a footage of moby where he's talking about how his cia pals took him to dinner yeah. and told him he's bragging about this i've yeah. seen this personally with, with famous people where they're like none of them fucking read but they're they know people, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, I trust my friends. So my friend in the CIA, pretty cool. I know a CIA guy, right? I know, it is cool. We went to journal, and he told me. My friend Erin, that used to work on Jezebel, and she was on Race Wars. She did the news on Race Wars. And she ended up, I'm a comedy writer or something, but she was in journalism. And uh, towards the end, when I was moving to LA, or, or when uh, Trump first got in, Obama called a meeting of all these young journalists from all the, the media. He was like, she, she told you I got invited to go to Obama's. It's just her and a bunch of her millennial fucking hipster journalists. And Obama tells them, uh, yeah, I'm really concerned because something big, Russia, maybe with Trump, and I don't know. And uh, maybe, Why is he doing that? And, and I, didn't, I was like, oh, cool. I didn't think anything of it at the time. Like, I was like, oh, wow, wow, you have to go meet Obama. That's what I thought. So then later, I'm like, Oh, I know what he did. He put a fucking battery in their back without even have to telling them the whole line. He's just concerned. Okay, Daddy Obama, the greatest president. I know you're the good president. You're like the Neil deGrasse Tyson of presidency. Right? And all of them knew it was their job. He did a probably better than any fucking CIA dipshit to make them do that because he was that beloved of a, you know, I'm sure you met him. He's a great guy. So, Pre-rape allegations, Cosby. Don't give him too much credit. He might have been CIA. <laughs> no, no. I, I mean, just because hey, Mark, just because his mom was, and just because his dad was, and just because his grandfather was military intelligence, does not mean 
that he would have any way, shape, or form. Well, he sacrificed. He did what he had to do. He sacrificed his white girlfriend to be with a black woman so he could become president. <laughs> right. <laughs> is it his book? Yeah. Or whose book is it? It's not somebody's book. Gave up white bitches. Michelle used to hate his gut. I think she wrote she used to hate him for like 10 years in her fucking book. Mm. Because he, he ditched his girlfriend. He needed a, like, that's how he's, like, the move, that show success, Succession. I don't watch it. But I know that that's, and these people all think that's great. Like when House of Cards came out, like, they're like, oh, that's really cool. Like, yeah. Or like Breaking Bad, they took the wrong lessons from it. Like, they all take the wrong lessons from things and they all admire it. That's why I love Hillary. Like, oh, a woman who did what she had to do. Well, men can be a shitty murderer, and everyone loves them when they're a shitty murderer. A woman can't mass murder on. <laughs> I know, are... right? Equality, baby. Yeah, it's like, it's not even because even an anti hero with comic books <laughs> usually not the fucking rich guy. It's usually like someone, an underdog, but these are, this is like rich, powerful people who just. Well, that's Batman, right? No, that's Batman. Batman. Batman, and this is a real dumb criticism from leftists who don't know about comics, is that he beats up poor people. And he's like, That's not it. Batman is like Zorro. Zorro was a rich guy who fought to help the poor from the corrupt uh, system. So Batman becomes Batman because the, so he goes after the system. It's mm. an integral. I know in the old ones, it's just whatever, but all the ones they make the movies about, Frank Miller shit, Batman you one. That's him going after the mob and the government of Gotham before anything. Mm. Like, because nobody else could do it. That's what Batman's supposed to be. So, I don't know if you know this, but in comics, this fucking horseshit came in a long time. The first way all the dipshits penetrated was Gamergate. Remember Gamergate? Have you ever looked into a book called Our Gods Wear Spandex by author Chris Knowles? He, he wrote for, or he, he illustrated for 20 years and uh his basic uh takeaway from working within marvel is that they're using these archetypes uh, to your point uh and kind of permeating these archetypes into the culture um but yeah i i think you're you're spot on with batman this kind of robin hood motif uh, and getting you know really we don't see much of that they seem to have emphasized the joker and this kind of like derangement uh with the you well, know um, stories by the way organically grow into that but it's mm. like chaos versus order at, at some point right you know was well written i mean I'm, I'm by the way i've had my fill of batman well i, I get it your parents you guys dude like <laughs> <laughs> you see that stupid one with uh what's his name the twilight guy the people said it was good, and I don't know what the fuck they're talking. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. In mm. the opening, like the mayor gets killed, and then Batman walks to the into the crime scene in bat outfit with all these cops standing there. And then one of the cops goes, What's he doing here? We need a fair question from a good cop. What is this guy doing here in this costume at a murder scene of a public official? And then they show the kid, the son of the mayor, and he catches eyes with Batman. Now the mayor, you're this kid who's <laughs> Dad just the mayor got murdered, and all the cops are there, and also a guy in a devil outfit like, who stares at you. You probably wonder what the hell that was for the rest of your life. Like, it sucked. I hate it. It sucked. I, that's fair. Kurt sent me a fuck. It sent me a, a story the other day. Was it the drag thing? There was the drag thing. Drag. What? Yeah. Um, what? Ty. Are you gonna play it? Ty in the the doc, 
if you there's two two things one says drag syndrome one says yeah no there's video pull up the yeah no there's video oh man i can't wait for this um, Rogan texted me this. This actually, because I, I was like, they stole my idea when I. Saw this. <laughs> All right. Uh, as, yeah, as soon as we get through the the YouTube ad here, okay. Oh, okay. So, so can we get a little context? In? Well, okay. So the context. I think is, just going cold. Dude. Yeah. All right. All right yeah. Going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I we've already said too much. Jesus. We got volume on that. What are we doing here? What do you? What do you? Can't hear the performers. There we go. You can't hear the right? performers. Stop. Right? Hi. <laughs> I'm William Sharpey. I'm the Titan Chef, logistic, and very saucy. I like fashion, I like dancing, I like acting. All my favorite moves that I love of my music. You make me so happy. That's where I want to be in my life. I look amazing, darling. In the start, I'm fabulous. I keep practicing all the time at home. No, the dark moves, I keep practicing all the time. When we perform, we um, we have like big audiences, so we go to big major events. How we danced. To, towards those audience, they would say, oh my God, these drag artists look amazing because we dress up really good. And it will take a load of hours to get into the hair, wings. I love face right now. It just takes a load of time and pressure. Look, they both keep Look at crazy crazy thing. Yeah. Lady Francesca. Where's the guy that put it together, though? That's the part I want. We all love um, quite lots in what we do here. Wait, guys. Okay, pause. Where's the guy, yeah, where's the guy, though, that put it together? That's what you have to see is that guy. Because I don't want to hear from the. <laughs> well, wait a second. I exploited. Uh, Good to see that Tim Dillon is back doing his videos again. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Hoo-ha. Suck, fired. Oh, Kurt, what's what? that face for? <laughs> I, dude, put the, the you got the guy who put the show together. You know, wasn't the performers. So <laughs> now you saw them. We got to study the exploited first. I mean, saw all the wine ant, the wine wine aunties in the background, dancing and clapping, wishing that they had were childless spinsters so they could drag their child to see this. Right. The, the article was that was before this. Uh, can we go to that? Is it? Well, is, I'm I'm like I'm pulling up the. But that the, video should have had uh, the video that I think I sent you had the guy who put this yeah. together, whose idea this was. That's what what really what I want because I want you to tell me what you think when you see that guy. What Okay, a glimpse of freedom in glittery heels. So there's a video in here or no? Well, okay, so I'm pulling up the uh, tweet that, uh, not- that Kurt sent me. And I'll throw that in the bottom of the doc real quick. Um, yeah, the immediate- explains why he did it. And see if anything seems off to you. If anything seems off. <laughs> no, so far everything, so far so good. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, so, so so far this this seems totally legit. So, so Kurt just is pointing out just... the exploiter, not the exploited. Yeah, what do you think? They're like, let's have our okay. Just go to like the mid range where the you see the guy. guy like oh, that's that. like oh, this is like a ten minute thing, huh? Well, yeah, push play and see where we're at. The wheel of death. This really does look like HBO's Carnival. It really does. Well, because when I saw it, I was like, they didn't come up with that idea. That downs people dance around. Like, but the fish got to be hungry if you want them to bite. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so the, the guy whose idea it was, because this is a thing where somebody should have like, you know, someone would make this as a bad joke of like, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Drag retarded? Like that, that should be like a, a fun joke. <laughs> so Ty, Ty, just let it play, and then once it starts playing, we'll, yeah, we'll move just it. Jump in it. Bring yeah. some champagne and bring some chromosome. And I bet drag syndrome. I bet now you can move it up. Yeah, maybe. This dude. We've started working on drag syndrome exactly a year ago in March 2018. The most memorable thing is every performance. The first <laughs> night, of course, was uh, incredible when we realized that that might go quite big. Then every time to, to see them on stage is memorable. <laughs> the artists that I'm working with are very open-minded, open-hearted, um, when you put drag on it, it gives you a, a more fierce persona. Right? It's just a turn. It's not, there is no reception here. Thanks. Did you call me? Yes. Oh, because there's no reception here. No Finish <laughs> Sometimes they have the diva factor, yeah. which is brilliant. We all have to uh, bring the diva factor out, but they're super professional. I have a, I have, like I have a question. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Metzger, what what are you doing to bring the diva factor out today? <laughs> diva factor, Kurt. Well, I don't know. I don't exploit mentally disabled people for money and pretend I'm doing a good thing. So I guess I don't really see it too much. Kurt, he is reaching into their inner thoughts and their feelings and letting them be free. So this degenerate, this French degenerate. Clearly, by the way, I wouldn't be surprised he has some weird sexual fetish over this. Exactly. Would not be surprised at all. Has seen an opening. Yeah. Because, dude, if you show this, this I know so many dragging every kind of thing under the sun. I know so many of them from being in New York years and performing. They would be laughing at that. You know the fucking sense of humor of them. So that guy knows better. So that guy's like, this is what's hot right now, and I can exploit this. And guess what? They're not going to probably question their contract too much. They don't have nobody looking out for them, clearly. Or else they'll be like, don't, don't put my... Somebody's exploiting them, and that guy's... It reminded me of when Cuties came out. Remember Cuties, the Netflix show? Yeah. And I watched this interview, because I was like, there's something off about... I mean, obviously there's something Isn't there the, the Downs uh, dating show, too, that's kind of popular online? Uh, what's it? That should yeah. be called Cuties, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but... If you look, when that you know, I can't remember the the woman who directed Cuties was, was young young uh, uh, African chick, 
And you could tell that the message they were pretending cuties was she wanted to make. Then yeah. I saw an interview with the producer. His name is like Zangro or something. Z-A-N-G-R-O. Just one word. He's a French guy. Same accent as this motherfucker. And he was like, I knew we had to make this movie. Like, are you like, oh, I see what's going on here. She had her like, I'm going to do a thing that helps girls not right, which not even a bad thing to want to do. And then this French pervert who's got the money behind it. Like, yes, we must have an audition to find the perfect mignons. <laughs> and, then, and then he gets a whole library of auditions of young girls sticking their fucking labia out. And he goes, no, you must get close up of the pussy. Like, he did all the gross, like, what is this? Because he knew that's a thing for perverts to jerk off to. While at the same time, this chick thinks it's a empowering message. And by the way, that's all industry and everything. I'm going to go help with something. Well, you got to bring industry. Well, you need Bill Gates to come in and help you distribute the fine vaccine. It, that's the model of every fucking thing. So this guy, same fucking thing. Oh, wouldn't it be nice if Down syndrome people felt had some fun and got to dress up? And then he found some fucking perverse way to get up that he got a grant from the government. So for that shit. This Zangro guy, he he's goes by just that first name, Zangro. Okay. I don't know what his full name is. That's fucking weird. And I he was that. also the producer for the movie Free Fall about the London banker who jumps out of the World Trade Center. I don't know if that uh, rings any bells. If you thought you'll be like, oh, I see what this guy's up to. <laughs> this does kind of tie it all into your earlier point, Kurt, about uh, everything that you make. It has to be jerkable. Yeah. A comedy, I didn't learn. I didn't, this is how dumb I am. I didn't understand until like four years into comedy that that's like the eighth thing on the list that matters in the business of comedy. Number one, being fuckable. That's your number one important thing. If you don't want to be like a business person and exploiting the fuckable, then you have to be fuckable. And that's the, your surest shot to success. And then now that you're fuckable, or know when to fuck. <laughs> like, should I fuck this guy or should I not? Uh, you know, like, you're, the actresses that fucked Harvey Weinstein willingly, you know, like you're going to the Paltrow's and shit. Like, well, if you're nice to Harvey, he's nice to you. That was her big quote. Remember that? Mm -hmm. It's all just a big whorehouse. And now more than ever, it's that. It's like a, a big uh, demonic. It's everything in my doomsday cult they warned uh, has now come to pass. So I don't know uh, if you guys want to, want to watch that or something. Well, well there's a, I hope you guys saw the uh, predictions from Mexican warlock in uh, Mexico, but, uh, well, of course he's in Mexico. He's in uh, Catamaco, wherever that is. He says that 2023 and ra or, uh, COVID and rabies will not be a problem in 2023, uh, but the war in Ukraine will get worse. That's the grand warlock's prediction from That's Mexico. That's my joke. I did a joke just recently <laughs> with uh, fucking Sam Harris because he came to Lucia. But, uh, he about did. How I feel like uh, the war in Ukraine cured COVID. <laughs> like, sure, it's wrong to invade Ukraine, but it did cure COVID. We have to admit that. <laughs> Ricky, what do you got going on in the future? We got to start wrapping things up. Oh, yeah, it's 10. It's 10.02 that already. That went by really quick. Yeah, Ricky wouldn't shut up the whole show, so. He <laughs> let other people talk. Jesus, you, man. You we're hogging the panel today, Damn. Ricky. That's uh, I think that's why the Union of Unwanted does so well. I usually just get it going and then shut my mouth and let everybody else talk. And uh, but it's good. It's good to to have shows like that. You know, <laughs> it's 
<laughs> I do a show. I do a show uh, with my friend Sugar where I don't do hardly any of the talking, and I love it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's nice to have guests on that you know because it's the the alternative is much harder to get a guest that like you're trying to pry something interesting out of them or trying to get them to going and and to talk and mm-hmm. and they're struggling you know so that that definitely is a uh, a worse alternative. Ricky, but- that's why we have certain days allotted to certain guests. Get that shit covered. T Lab Tuesday, Kurt Metzger Wednesdays. That's why we do it, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Ripple Effect Podcast dot com, the Unwanted dot com, and uh, check out yeah both shows, uh, awesome shows. As these guys said, the Unwanted. We've had tons of awesome guests in the past. Uh, it's hosted with Sam Tripoli, Midnight Mike from the OBDM show, and Charlie Robinson. Uh, we've had tons of people. Like I heard you guys talk about the Alex Stein appearance and the Roger Stone appearance on the Unwanted. But uh, among them, we've had um, Del Bigtree, we've had uh, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCullough, we've had Jim Florentine, speaking of co- uh, comedians, Jim Florentine. Oh, I see Florentine a long time now. I, I miss that guy. Yeah, I, uh, he was a, a kind of a regular in my show. He was on every once in a while, and then I had him on the YouTube. That guy's show. like the best thing. I love hanging out with Jim Florentine. Oh, he's awesome. He really is. He, he's, a, he's a great dude. And he's another guy who I was actually stunned the first time I had him on that he was so willing to go deep into the the vaccine discussion and uh and really why? um i know now I why feel were you surprised good. i mean is he well, like, you know, it's, it's one of those topics throughout the years because i've uh, it's always been a topic that i've always been really close to i've had had dr brian hooker on my show who was a part of the cdc whistleblower story i've had uh del big tree on throughout the years i've had so many people in that world of big pharma and alternative um medicines and 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 whatnot on the show and they always seem to be like the most taboo topics like you could disagree politically but it's like nobody wanted to dip their toe in the vaccine discussion and you want the full force of the u.s government destroying your life well yeah (laughs) they've done such a great job of programming people that they just regurgitate that vaccines are safe and effective and they could, you know, never be harmful or cause any harm whatsoever. And they've only done good in the world and they've cured us polio and all this stuff. And we get brainwashed to believe that at such a young age that as an adult, you don't, you know, like many things that we believe, we don't realize like we haven't even thought it out. We haven't done any research. We just assume somebody else has thought it out and done the research. So I'm yeah, just right. going to Also, I got them as a kid and was fine and not autistic. And when people used to criticize vaccines, that was an autism thing. Yeah. So I was very dismissive of that. I'm like, I, I got all of them. What are you talking about? And then I would read whatever debunking of that and be like, I'm good. Um, the only reason I even question now is because this was so insane and not a vaccine, you know, just by yeah. I got two shots and I still got it. <laughs> like, well, like, that's not like, you know, I didn't get polio three times. You know, like, and then I, when I, I was looking up a thing about where, you know, where vaccine hesitancy, this like blew my mind. When vaccine hesitancy was invented, it was because the polio vaccine, not because the vaccine itself was bad, but the company who made it accidentally put live polio in the first batch. I was like, and, but that's not what blew my mind. That's okay. That sounds like a thing that would happen. What blew my mind is I'm reading this in an article that is, this is before Trump was out. So Trump was speeding the vaccine along for COVID-19 and a guy in like Forbes or something is writing, slow down, Trump. It's not that easy. Just put a vaccine out and people are going to be hesitant and with good reason that. And I'm reading this like three, two years later. 
And I'm like, what mm. the fuck? Like, that's the thing that I still can't believe. But you're not really supposed to read these articles, I guess. Well, I think a lot of people were uh, anti the vaccine initially on the left just because they thought Trump was going to get the credit for yeah, it. I saw the footage. Yeah, you know, so and and that's the thing. Like the whole thing is just it's it's crazy because this idea that any vaccine, it doesn't matter which one you're talking about, that you can give to every child and that nobody's going to like this idea that like you can just generally say, no, vaccines do not cause autism, not on maybe most kids, but it doesn't mean it can't on some in some kids. I mean, just like, you know, and I've used this example on this show, you know, like the peanut butter example, like Peanut, peanut allergies. Yeah. Like, yeah, if I give every kid peanut butter and I show you an example of a kid who ate peanut butter and had no harmful effects, it doesn't mean I can make the argument that, see, uh, you know, peanut butter is not harmful to anybody. It's safe and effective for everybody. You know, oh, it's like you're missing the point. They don't give a shit. Just do it anyway. Just do it. Yeah, no, maybe it'll be fucked. Just do it for all of us. Throw yeah. yourself in the volcano for the good. That of is the contract of public health. Yeah, it's called a contract. That's why I'm glad you guys played that Neil the the the, the Grass Tyson uh, interview on uh, the uh, the other podcast about that Patrick David whatever he has like three first names so I was confused with three but he, he uh you know I'm glad that he pushed back but you guys are right he's the wrong person to kind of debate him on it even though he's had Robert Kennedy Jr. on the show he's hosted a debate on there he had um uh, Dr. Judy Mikovich on during uh, the whole uh, COVID lockdown. And another person who's been on Union Done Wanted. And he, so I'm like, you've, you've had plenty of informed guests on the show on this topic. You should be able to kill, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's in still the a believer in the system, too, Patrick back there. He's still a big, like I said, if you're into multi level marketing and that shit, that means you're a big, or I'm not a commie or something, but you're, he's a big capitalist. Oh, this is the system that has raised billions out of poverty around the world and also lowered many others into it. To kind of even them out into a similar poverty. He's a yeah. big believer in that stuff. So he doesn't even know how to think about this shit. Like he's got his big blind spots, the same as Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know? Well, he- I am appreciative, though, that it's kind of like surface level because I think that is the majority of people where they're at when they're pushing back. They're pushing back at, at point A. They're not down the rabbit hole to push back at point C. Well, because they're kept there intentionally yeah. and they're kept there for as long as humanly possible by people who only get access to people like Neil deGrasse Tyson because of the way that their their worldview is shaped in the first place. I hope to God I see Neil deGrasse Tyson on the ripple effect one Listen, day. Neil deGrasse Tyson is a guy who's such a fucking dork and would be easily bullied if you just know anything. That his Me Too didn't work because the story of it was so lame, they all let, they all let him off the. He lamely hit on a chick using planets or something, and that's how big of a you know what I mean. Like even Al Franken doing yes. a, a fake Hulk Hulk in a photo was more bad boy than Neil deGrasse. Like I mean, he should be an easy pushover, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Steves ha- has a fantastic right. podcast, and you guys should check it out. Mark, you yeah. want to tell us about it? Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what Neil deGrasse Tyson would say. Something like, your, my Venus is going to eclipse your Uranus or something like that. I don't know. It's, I, it's something bad. It's something like cringy. Thing. You're like, Geez, if I could bad. destroy Pluto, what you think I'm going to do to that pussy? No, what? Go was, to the Uranus. No, it was lame. Yeah. It was real well, nerd. Yeah. Otherwise, we got my family. Pulled up his Obama jeans to his belly button and uh, right? quietly walked out. Right. Your audio is all popping, yeah, you're, Mark. You're I don't popping. know what's going on with it. 
Anybody who's mm. non-union of the unwanted for some reason has popping, you know. How about now? A little better. Mm. Well, anyways, my family picks up great. Easy.com has all of my stuff from my podcasts. I have multiple po- podcasts and uh, my Substack where I'm writing articles about some things I've been researching into Yale, Skull and Bones, and otherwise. Uh, but it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Kurt. Hey, man. Uh, Jimmy Dore Show. Actually, I got to go do it today. I think Aaron Mate is guest hosting, and I'm in uh, Cleveland. He's still, he's still guest hosting. When is Jimmy coming back? Uh, Jimmy's in town. He just had to take a vacation. Ah, okay. Cool. Um, uh, 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 hilarious in Cleveland the 20th, 21st. Uh, Kurt You can find on my dates. Friday. Where you at this Friday? You at the there's Jimmy's, a bunch of, uh, but that I mean it's a small theater. I'll just yeah, I know, but there's a bunch of uh, eight more people squeezing in there. It's there's going to be a bunch of uh, uh, friends of ours that were all we were all Tulsi friends. There's about four or five of them. They're flying into town just to go see that show. So I know oh, that you know you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's a good show. I'm sure my friend Ungi will be there. Mike Ungerleiter, the old man, old hippie dude. He's got some good prison stories. He went to uh, to jail for selling a lot of LSD back in the day. He's got pinched. put him out there so. like that. Man. Oh, he's telling wow. stories about it now, and he's uh, he's writing about it, and uh, it's pretty cool. But he's a cool ass guy. Yeah, you'll see him. Uh, Ungi, say hi and stuff like that. What do you got going on today? Critical hour? Yeah, uh, about an hour and ten minutes. I'll I'll be taping critical hour that'll air this evening. Um. And then I know we got to run. You have a show coming up. Scott Ritter coming um, up. All of the, the usual donate links are in the description. It's a value for value show, guys. You know how that works. If you see value in the show, send it this way. It's what allows us to keep doing it without Sorry. advertisers or paywalled content or sponsors. Hunter. Sorry I wasn't in the chat very much today, but you know, you all know I love you. Yeah. Hunter was Hunter was holding down the couch. The couch was acting up all morning, and thankfully Hunter was there to Put it in its place. I got a jet right now, guys. I'll talk to you later. Thanks. Later, guys. Good to meet you, guys. Thank you, Mark. Take care. See you, Kurt. Um, Let's see. Uh, And real quick, I'll run down the the Super A's, and then we can get out of here because Pasta has a quick turnaround for his show. Um, Natalie Williams, thank you. Says, Pasta, would you ask Dr. Ely what those of us who got the J&J shot need to be aware of besides clots? Sorry we didn't get to that. Didn't see that. I'll I'll send him a message. Um, Yeah, he'll catch up. Shane Meyer, thank you. Angie A, you rock. Scott Johnson, you kick ass. Stan Harding, thank you. Gregory Walker, so Big Pharma really did kill Nipsey Hussle. Yeah. Um, where's the rest of that documentary, Nick Cannon? And is it not an oxymoron to call tacos pussy? My favorite taco is Puffy Pink Taco. Wonderful, Greg. Wonderful. Puffy? Puffy. I don't know about that. I know what he meant, but still. Uh, good, Andy. Says, got to get Ben Avery on the show. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, and then Mark Asher. You know that I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah. Love a I want Louis C.K. on the show. No, also, yes. Ben Avery. Also, right. yes. We both are both are acceptable. Um, all right. Well, uh, Ricky, Mark, thank you so much for kicking it and hanging out. And uh, appreciate the hell out of you guys. Um everybody for for watching and pulling up participating and all that kind of good stuff tie on the ones and twos hunter holding down the couch uh yeah 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 we love you guys we'll see you soon good luck to us all good luck to us all
Oh. Thank you.